It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday. Yesterday, we didn't do a show. Um, yeah, in honor of uh, National Medical Marijuana Patient Day. So, yeah. You guys, that should save my life. Otherwise, I'd be barely fucking walking, not doing anything, but it made me awesome. So, uh, thank you for that, whoever you are making that. Uh, yeah, you guys. Welcome here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN, and I'm your host, Rusty Diamond, on the podcast, Public Access Podcast. Check out other great shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, The Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It With Lizzie, and Saved by the Ben, and the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage as fuck. Uh, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great. Uh, stoner eats and sockemup.org. So, thank you everyone for being here. Like, subscribe, share, pass it along. It's just making some, some waves. And if you want, you can even call in 503-974-6420 if you please. And you can even leave a message if you like, or if you don't, you can. Ernest! Nope, that's sure not it. Sure not Stoner Eats. Um, you're going to get that a little early. That's a, that's an Easter egg for you there. Let's see. We'll get that going. And yeah, so you guys, so you can leave a message again. Yeah, 503-974-6420. Um, you can leave a message or... Yeah, but I do. So give me some messages. So today we're going to bring on a special guest right here, right now. Right here, right now, we have Dominique O'Gorman. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, good. Getting uh, some stretches going. Um, we, gotta we, all need, we all need to stretch, right? Yeah, absolutely. For uh, real. That's what they tell us. That's what I should have listened to uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Ain't that the truth. When I when I was in my 20s, if I would have listened then, I'd be a lot better off right now, for yeah, sure. Me too. And I was like, okay, well, now I'm, uh, you know, a little older than 20. And <laughs> yeah, I wish I, <laughs> wish I would have thought about stretching earlier, but I, right. I was always too cool to stretch, so. Right. I was too cool to stretch or exercise or run or do any like eat healthy. I was too cool for all that. And now I'm like, girl, get it together. <laughs> Just get it together. It makes everything, uh, you know, yes. Good, good thing to know. Good thing to know and good thing to learn eventually at some point. Okay. I guess. That's right. Never too late. No. Um, so I see in the background you have uh, there's two wolves uh, howling at the moon. 
Yeah, it's a tarot card tapestry. It's like it's like the original, like older school um, moon tarot card. So. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I I see a lot of those. Not a lot. I used to, and I used to pick them up. I used to sell shirts and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but whenever I'd find those uh, those wolves howling at the moon shirts, I'd always grab that uh, they've had quite a resurgence actually lately um become quite popular which who knew um i thought i always thought they were pretty cool i found some pretty pretty awesome ones uh but it seems uh, like everything that was cool in like the 90s is coming back like full swing and i'm like why didn't i just keep everything i owned like why did i just keep everything doc martens is, is yeah. there- wild one seeing seeing yes. people wearing those and like okay yeah those were uh and everybody were in, in <laughs> middle school had those for me and uh yep okay yep that's, that's totally what i remember but um yeah middle school and high school and they're they're back so um they are it's very crazy to me I have an adult daughter and I'll see the stuff she wears. And I'm like, literally, it's like a flashback. I'm like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that, you know, that, uh, and it's weird, the stuff that we end up buying now, a lot of people, especially once uh, the last few years, you know, three years ago thing happened. uh, A lot of people had a lot of extra Money, there just seemed like kind of disposable money. If they weren't going out, they seemed to be spending money on reclaiming their childhood, I think would be. That like whole nostalgic way to like feel calm and comfort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There seemed to be a good deal of that. And so, um, yeah, no, it's just weird. Like all the stuff I ended up finding and reselling. It's like, well, yeah, I could have just held on to a lot of this stuff and sold it then and just right i am excited that good music is starting to make a good comeback because like music is very near and dear to my heart and i i love all types of music but i'm very glad to see like really good music kind of making a comeback what do you see in coming making a comeback um i've heard about the struts i've heard a few of them and it feels very um feels very 70s to me and i love them i think they're really great I, i really love them a lot i think they're really i think they're really awesome there's um a guy that's i'm into like really like indie artists and like nobodies i think that's a beautiful thing about social media that we didn't have growing up that people have a platform now um there's a guy called corduroy brown and he does like um an alternative meets like i think he calls it appalachian country or something but it's a cool i don't know i love him too so I'm a weirdo. I like all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's, it's good. It's different than, uh, you know, tape trading or whatever uh, may have been the, the medium, uh, you know, um, mixtapes and and such. Have all those. Yep. Yeah. You're aging uh, me now. <laughs> I, I still have some. I found one uh, recently that I had. It was recorded back in, I, I want to say, like 96 97 off the radio and I, I put it on youtube probably 10 years ago it was <laughs> the, the video is me taking a video of my stereo with <laughs> and pushing play on the the tape player 
And yeah, uh, we still have vinyls that like are near and dear to my heart that I would never sell. Like, oh, naturally not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's it's wild. This uh, the vinyls too with people throwing those around and uh, crazy. Just, uh, you know what? Yeah, when you go to any yard sale, the, I mean, those things are always snatched right up. And yeah, uh, yeah I came across. I have a bunch that I need to to list. Um, I have like a good four boxes worth of stuff. Uh, right. See, like but, I'm like obsessed with like Aerosmith and like like older like that's my heart and my soul. And so we have a whole room in our house that's nothing but like our vinyls like on the wall that we collect, and it's real. It's really special. I don't know. I love you that keep stuff. the album like the you put the album like the like like in the, the sleeve and still yeah, yeah all of it yeah okay up on the wall mm -hmm. any collectibles we have concerts are like that's like our thing we don't go out and like do clubs and bars and stuff but we go to concerts like that's like that's what we do so we have tons of cool memorabilia that we keep what uh what part of the country are you in or are you in the states I guess. i'm in uh, yeah i'm in eastern north carolina okay sorry north so carolina a lot of good music so yeah, you got the, the appalachian uh, you, you say is it appalachian or is it uh, yeah the... that's yeah that's not too far from here but like we have a mix like dirty heads are probably like one of my favorite bands right now um like i said aerosmith is one of my favorite ones i love the white buffalo like all these really cool powerful musicians that are coming back like like jack white i adore him like incredible artist so Absolutely. Music's how we connect. Yeah, that's how I connect with a lot of my clients. This is through music a lot. So um, where are you with AI music? Not a fan of anything AI at all. Yeah, it's, Freaks me uh, out. <laughs> Freaks me it's, out. It's tough. It's tough uh, with some of it. Um, I, I have many different recording uh, things in here for music and just being able to type something in and 30 seconds have something that's better than what I'm doing. Wild. It's, it's kind of frustrating, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, it's interesting hearing uh, what people are getting creative with. Um, I don't know, some, some of it's been pretty cool, like hearing... Uh, I'm such a weirdo. I'm petrified of that stuff. Like AI scares me. I'm like, no, I don't want any part of it. But yeah, yeah they're, no, they're, I, I, yeah, I they're bombarding you. like um, authors and stuff all over the place too. Cause like AI is like writing 10 and 12 books overnight and publishing them or people are using AI to publish books. And then humans are sitting here like, but my book is right here. I don't understand. So right. it's very weird to me. Yeah, no, it's been, I don't know. Cause yeah, I, I'm I'm half and half, and sort of. Uh, I guess that sort of ages me, because uh, I'm I'm kind of in that had analog and digital, and um, like as a kid, and you know right. the, the start the start of digital. Um, yeah, I'm right. forty, so. Like yeah, I'm, me too. Not, <laughs> right, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, not not Gen X, but not a millennial, and just sort of somewhere in the sort middle, of, sort of in between there. And um, so, like half of me is like, oh man, you know, this AI, like, 
right. But then, yeah, then, but then I'm seeing, you know, stuff that people are coming out with, uh, and it's, and and then, yeah, with being able to do, um, like all the hologram stuff and, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, you can have concerts that are, you know, new, I think the Beatles, uh, just ended up doing some AI something or other. I think it was Paul that mm-hmm. did something and they're going to do one last release, but then make it basically like an AI Beatles thing. And um, that's wild. It's weird. It's really, really wild. And I don't, yeah, like I'm, I'm so back and forth with everything on it. And I mean, I see the pros. It just makes me anxious. I'm like, that's a lot of technology out of our hands. Like, I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many sci-fi movies. I'm like, yep. this is how they take over. Like, this is well, not it for me. Sci-fi movies are usually the truth in about, you know, a certain number of years. Uh, usually it seems to be less and less time now of right. what they are. And um, yeah, it's, it's odd. And then, you know, with the, with the writing, yeah, like the writing the books is just, it's so fast to just write a book. I mean, I've never written a book but i mean i theoretically could yeah write you mm-hmm. know like you're saying a few overnight and um have you gone down the, the writing a book path have you done that uh we're actually about to publish our first workbook i'm just waiting for the final little edits to come in and we're about to publish our first workbook but besides that i haven't had one released yet and i think part of my nerves is the technology is wild in general and so it's it's just a wild it passed to take but we're working on it we're almost we're almost to the release date we were supposed to release it the last week in june but you know that's how books are they always take a little bit longer than what it's supposed to so yeah if whatever you're supposed to add a year and you're probably about right um just yeah all the little revisions and you know the publisher wants this and uh right you know um but then yeah so like uh, a workbook and i mean that's another thing that could be done right fairly soon or you know quickly with ai to just right ai could have it done by the end of the day and published on amazon and it's done and i'm like oh my god my brain right. cannot i cannot keep up with technology so are you doing the amazon route or are you going the uh, through a publisher route um, we are going Amazon route right now, but I am working. One of my clients owns a publishing house. And so she's working very closely with me because she's a, she's a really great client. And um, she's pretty much hand like hand in handing, like with me walking through it right now. And she's like, look, this is all you need to do. Just, just, just do it. So we've been putting it off, not really putting it off. I've been working out the last few details. Cause it's one of those things. Like as soon as I think it's done, I'm like, but we need to add one more thing. We just need to add one more thing. And I'm like, no, we really don't. But, you know. Yeah. It, I mean, it's never going to be perfect. No, absolutely not. That, that, that's the hard part is just saying, okay, let's, this is it. This is, this is it. Just, this is it. Yeah. This is right. I turn in my work and, uh, and then there, then there's, you know, book number two, uh, it can be, that's halfway done that. already too, because my brain doesn't work like in a singular thing. It just doesn't. So that's exactly what it is. We've been working on the other one for a long time, but that's a little bit 
that's like more of a personal story and like my experience with my work. So yeah. it's a little bit deeper. This isn't the one that's about to come out as a grief workbook because with my job, we deal with people going through grief every single day. And I kept trying to find a book to give them to take home to work on. And it just wasn't it. They were all very cookie cutter. And I was like, no, this is not it. So we decided to do one ourselves and that's just what we did. So this is a little bit different. So I'm hope I'm hoping it helps. I'm hoping. So then, okay. Uh, so when, I mean, I assume clients are, are coming to you, um, you know, reaching out to you, finding you. Um, do you, this is an interesting uh, take. Uh, so I was, I went and interviewed and got a job as someone working at a, um, at a cemetery as like the person who, who, you know, is the person who meets uh, whoever, whoever's coming in. But the, the part that I liked about it was being there to help. But the part that I didn't like was that I felt like I was trying to be a, you know, part because part of it's being a great salesman as well. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, are there, I don't know, because I mean, I, I could see there being like, there are horrible that, people in this line of work that do yeah. nothing but feed off of people's grief and trauma and it's disturbing, absolutely disturbing. I mean, right. so are there like the, the equivalent of ambulance chasers? Um, right. Because uh, I mean, I, I'm finding, you know, like most every job, even the, you know, always has that other side of it. Um, mm -hmm. Like, but then with that other side of it, how, bad it can be means right. that there's the duality and that the other side must be as good as it is bad and like with like with hypnosis um there's horrible shit that people do uh, so I'm, I'm so scared of of of, hyp of hypnosis in general because there are people that do the idea of somebody getting in my mind that i don't trust and being able to manipulate things yep. that I can't undo absolutely terrifies me but yeah. I see the healing in it as well so there it is it's that balance there's always going to be balance yeah and I mean it's uh yeah and it's always yeah if you there's someone like if someone's not um I don't know not doesn't trust me or doesn't like me I I'll tell someone to go like don't work with me. There's a, a lot of people who do what I do and, you know, but then I'm, I'm the people who are like, no, you should work with me. Those are the people, the ones that I'm kind of like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I, I should be watching out. But like, if, uh, cause yeah, I mean, like you want, you want to work with someone that you can, I I always tell people your greatest tool for intuition is yourself. Like our intuition has like lifetimes of, of experience 
And even if I'm not the person for you, I am totally okay with that. And any ethical practitioner will be okay with that. Like, right. I'm not gonna try to convince you to stay with me. If our energy doesn't align, then that's okay. And I respect that. I never, I, I always tell people, never trust anybody blindly. You have to trust your instinct above all else, period. Yep. End of story. I, I totally agree with that. And yeah, I mean, I'd rather, like, I don't want someone to, uh, and I assume you wouldn't either, you wouldn't want someone to work with you that's all, already kind of like, uh, I don't know about this, and then kind of get turned off to right. what you're doing in general. And where, I mean, that's not, that's not fair, because they're, they're coming in with that, you know, that thing already that um, preconceived notion of, I don't know about this person, but then right. it's like, this is the whole thing. And so, um, yeah, a lot of my clients are people that have been burned by people in my line of work. And I, I'm a huge skeptic. I think probably 80% of the people in this line of work are complete frauds and I don't trust them. I think that they're just feeding off of people's grief and trauma, but I always try to hold space for people. And I'm like, this is what you get. I don't walk, talk like anybody in my profession and when I show up being authentic, then I, I can see people like take a breath and be like, oh, I don't have to come in acting a certain way, talking a certain way. And I can see them relax and it makes me feel like, okay, I'm doing my job because they know I'm not trying to use them for anything. Because if I'm not the one for you, that's cool. Totally fine. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will send you to somebody I suggest, like I got a list of people I do trust and see if one of them work for you better. Uh, that's what I do too and I'm like if yeah if you don't want to work with me that's that's nope. totally fine and yeah I don't I don't take any offense to it and um mm -hmm. yeah, I mean because and yeah I mean the same thing I mean the people who are gonna connect with you are gonna connect with you and they're gonna since you're more zoom uh, you know like narrowed in like zoomed in right. on what you do and you're going to have those people that connect with you that much more. And then like, those are the people that are going to, they're not going to get that anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, there could be 10 people that like do your work at a table and every single person is going to bring something different. And you have to go to the person you feel aligned to and that you feel pulled to. There's room at the table for everybody, but just trust your instincts above everything. Just, just yeah. do that. And I don't know if that's something that, I don't know if that's getting stronger or weaker now, like with uh, being able to trust your instinct. I don't know if that seems, it seems like it's being, I don't know if it's being taught more, but it seems like it's happening less. Yeah. Yeah. People are, the, the conversation isn't as taboo as it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It's not as a taboo topic. So people feel like they can talk about it more openly. And at the same time, there's, a, I call it toxic positivity where everybody's all like love and light and bubbly. And I'm like, I'll be damned. That's not how life works. Like there's, that's not how that works. So right. I'm, I don't, I don't trust anybody that's an extreme either way. Like, no, but it's okay. definitely, yeah, it's definitely opening the door to have these conversations. And that's one reason like I even got on social media because I hate social media. I'm not like a social media person, but I feel like if I have the opportunity to talk about it, we have to get comfortable having these really uncomfortable conversations. And death is something everybody's freaked out to talk about. And I'm like, you guys, we all are all going to die. We are all going to experience death. So 
Let's get comfortable talking about it and it'll make everything so much easier. So hopefully, you know, it's starting to spread a little, but yeah, I'm not for that whole, um, everything's all love, light and bubbles and rainbows. Cause that's just not reality. It's just not. Positive vibes only. Sure. Where's the rest? Right. Where, like you, you have to have that shadow side. You have to have that dark and light to balance it. Balance is going to be achieved. Like it's going to happen. So you have to find a way to work in both. You have to be able to find that comfortable space in the middle. Right. And then, so, but then another thing, like you were saying with, uh, with death, with people not being able, not wanting to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those things too, I guess you would call it uh, triggering for someone to talk about it. And, mm -hmm. but then anything that does that is giving power over you and it's always gonna, have whoever it is and and you know and a stranglehold and um you know being you can't be afraid of right of death or you at least have to be open to the fact that we're all gonna die uh, or you know maybe our There's physical lessons. bodies are gonna be dead and we'll be uploaded into the cloud in 2030. Right. Uh, yeah absolutely Absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah. I, I, I'm actually dealing with somebody literally this weekend as their service because they were so afraid to talk about death that now they passed away rather unexpectedly. Well, they passed away sooner than they expected, but they were so petrified to talk about death. When they did pass away, they refused to make a plan prior. They refused to tell their children what they wanted done. And now we have these three very young women who are trying to figure out what mom wanted because mom was so afraid of death to talk about it they don't know what to do no will no no direction nothing because they were too afraid to talk about it and I think that's just a transference of fear and like we can't do that like we can't do that um I absolutely understand the triggering aspect whether it's somebody who deals and struggles with mental health themselves or traumatic experience with death because we all have traumatic experiences with death I mean nobody right. in joys when we lose somebody but there's so many different faces to death you can you can have the death of your plan that you have for life you can have the end of a relationship or a friendship or you know this great big image of what you thought was gonna, that's all that's all death and grief in its own way it doesn't have to just be somebody transitioning into actual death but it's just one of those things that people have to get comfortable talking about it so I always try to meet people like where they are, where their comfort zone is. And then we step a little outside of it because we can't grow in our comfort zone. We have to kind of get out a little, but I never just shove them out and be like, oh no, death is great. Like, no, that's bullshit. That's not real. But we can like just push a little bit outside your comfort zone a little at a time. And that's, that's how we grow. Which is all we should always be doing is always trying to be at least a little bit outside of our comfort zone and pushing those self yeah put boundaries um yes I mean, they are self-imposed absolutely self yeah self-imposed yeah um and so i mean how are you getting people to want to, to talk about it? i mean are you getting people that are 
finding out that they're dying and then they then they want to talk to somebody is that kind of what's going on or we have all sorts of people i have um so as a medium i have my clients that come for to connect to those that have crossed over and then i have as a certified death doula i have people that just want to figure out one what their options are for years we thought we could either get put in a box on the ground or we could get cremated and they give you a your ashes in a bag inside of a box like there are so many other options and I've had people come to me in their twenties that are completely healthy and they just want to plan because, you know, maybe somebody they love died or a friend passed away and they're like, Oh shit, I don't have a plan. Let me have a plan or let me just talk about it. And I don't, I don't make money off of those conversations. I don't, that's not what I do. Um, the only time like I charge for a death doula process is when we're actually going through the transitioning process and we are there with that family because we are there for sometimes hours or sometimes days with this family um so we help before during and after transition but some people can be terminally ill some people can be completely healthy some people may be already in this in-between space where they are unconscious but their family's like what do i do so we're there to kind of help advocate for individuals and in that space. That's that's my goal is to advocate for someone's decisions and where they want to be with death and what their plans are, what their plans aren't, and they don't even know what to do. So that's what we do. Because I mean it's pretty difficult when you get left when you you have someone that you're like uh like like my dad didn't have shit for um for when he died like yep. and yeah then it became and he was a lot of up and down a lot of uh what you know what do we do with the doctors and like none of that stuff was laid out at all yep. and, and so then yeah the, the family gets the the burden of that and so just being able to lessen that for anyone um i mean it's it's a selfish yeah. thing not to have a, a plan of what's going to happen if I'm on the way to dying or if I do die um and so I got like right after that I mean I made a will and I, I got my stuff uh with what I want and um and, and what and, it's not doesn't yeah. be that detailed no it's just a easily. basic this is what, and it's, you can literally go online, print out a template for free and go to your bank or post office where they have a notary and have them sign it and you're done. Like it's done. Um, so my mother had nothing planned. She, she unfortunately died from her addictions and it was very sudden. I mean, like within a four day window, she was fine and she was gone. No will, no life insurance, nothing. And I was like, well, damn, what do we do now? And on the flip side, um, my adopted dad, that he adopted me when I was really small. He he's where I'm convinced I got my dark sense of humor from. Um, he had what he calls a death book. And now I advocate everybody having a death book. It was a little binder and literally like page one, he's like, okay, I'm dead. I'm fine. You need to call the coroner. You need to call the funeral home. They're going to pick up my body, turn the page. Here's a draft in my email, push send. It's already CC'd to everybody. Like very polar opposites. But, and I love to tell the story all the time. But on the side of his black binder, I should just go get it, but it has the dead sea scrolls with the letter C and his name was Charles. So like the dead sea scrolls. And I was like, that's where my thick sense of humor comes from. <laughs> so we've had both. And I can promise you having that laid out 
this is what I need is so much more of a help. Doesn't have to be that detailed, but the relief it gives your family and your friends is it's absolutely priceless. Absolutely priceless. I mean, you're already going through so much, so much shit. And I mean, you got, uh, I don't know. I mean, I assume the people who are the family, they don't, they don't know for sure. They're guessing. And, and, then, and it gets nasty when people die. Like it gets right. nasty family that, and people, oh, it gets so nasty. It can get so bad so fast. So if you just have it there, it's done. Like it's just yeah. done. It's so unnecessary too. Like you're saying, I mean, just, just to have something laid out, tell someone, I mean, like the Dead Sea Scroll, I like that. Uh, cracks me up. And like my partner's name is David and he has one, it's like the book of David. I'm like, shut up with your, <laughs> go on. I ain't got time for you either. Um, but like my 20 year old has one and you know, it's, it, just, it helps. It helps so much. It really does. Yeah. And let someone know that the book exists. Yes, that is some that's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've literally been like, look, I know you're not going to care about what's in my like safe. So here's a book and it's literally next to our television. Like it just sits our like little tiny three ring binder. Cause I know you're going to see that shit every day. Like you're looking <laughs> right. at it. You're not going to lose it. So yeah, we have a very weird sense of humor in my house though. So I think okay. it, it's a big help. I mean, it, it, uh, I think having, the sense of humor probably does help with anything, you know, uh, death related mm -hmm. or um, it's so when, when you're working with clients, are, are you ever, I mean, because do you have to sometimes gauge where, where they are with that? I mean, can you, can you, uh, maybe some people can handle a joke then maybe some people might break down. Some right people can't. Right. You have to learn how to read the room very quickly, like very quickly. I always tell people, like, if you're in a serious situation, don't sit next to me. Don't make eye contact with me because I'm going to be that one. Just don't. But you have to be able to go into a room and like read the energy that you're dealing with. And it, it really does. This is some, some not something I don't have to worry about AI taking this job because it's not copy and pasted. It's very each individual client I have regardless what services they're seeking out, they're going to be completely just for that person. What works for this person will not work for this person. And that's okay. And yeah. that's, that, that's why I am so grateful. And I honor my clients so much because I don't, I don't know, it's such a sacred space. And I, I don't know, I, I really, really enjoy it. They're absolutely incredible. So then with your workbook, so is that sort of, does that have for to do anybody. with, what does for that have anybody. to do with the, the, the three ring binder or is that more no there there is there is a free template that you can download when you purchase the book itself there's a little template in the back. there's a qr code for a template in the back that you can download completely for free for a desk book um but inside the workbook it's literally like we talk about grief and there's pages in there about um well well here's a soundtrack that songs that make you think of the person that you have lost and then there's a page where you can go and write like your own soundtrack about your life and songs that when you pass away, when you when your friends and family hear them, they want you want them to think of you. And there's a little place for you to like print out like your Spotify or whatever and pop it in there so they can just scan it and go. There's spaces in there for you to get mad because people think you can't be mad at dead at the dead, which is absolutely absurd. Like I get mad all the time with my family that have died. 
and you can yell it out and scream it out and whatever. And there's a place in there for you to write it out and then tear it up and stomp on it and burn it for all I care. It's an actual, like, think of like wreck, like, you know, like those wreck your journal books. It's kind of like that, but it's for grief. And it's, I, I really enjoyed working on it a lot, like a whole lot. I really did. But um, in the back, there is a free downloadable template, just like the basics for, for your death binder, pretty much like you need to have a power of attorney. You need to have a medical power of attorney because they're two totally different things. Here is like a very basic outline for your will and, you know, very simple things, but that's all we really need. Uh, have you thought about making that into like a, a book to have? I mean, it seems like something that could, I could see it. I don't know if there's, there's a few bookstores here and there, but uh, I mean, I could see that being on like a, you know, a end of an aisle um, kind of a, a, a deal. I would, um, I, I would love to do that. To me, it's just like such a simple thing to walk through. That's why we added it for free in the back of the workbook. So I'm like, it's very simple. And again, I don't do this work to make money. Like I do this work because I feel like it's my soul's job. And yeah. you know what I mean? And yes, my workbook costs money, but the template doesn't cost much. It's literally like, hey, here's a checklist of shit you need. And while you're at it, make sure you write letters to your friends and write letters to whatever. And hey, make sure you have a place to put your passwords for your emails. Like little simple little things i'm sure if i printed it all out i could make money off of it but to me it's such a simple it's so simple it's still you know i i think just more for visibility like a way to True. get more people's eyes on it um right that's smart maybe may, maybe i'll do a little I mean, small one and pop it together yeah even if i mean so I, you know i i think more people if they I don't know. I don't know if it's something a lot of people go to. Out of sight, out of mind. Right, out of sight, out of mind. And but then if you see it, or you know, you're even if it's an Amazon uh, free download. Uh, I mean, right. uh, one of those like, oh yeah, that mm -hmm. is something that uh, I should, I should right. be looking at. Um, yeah, for sure. Like we do, we've done like seminars and expos and stuff. But yeah, it would it would be really something cool and very. It's already together. All I'd have to do is just publish it and put, put it out. So it wouldn't be bad. I might have yeah. to look into that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it could be, you know, your own uh, twist on it. But then, I don't know, it could be, it could be interesting too to have it be, uh, you know, have, give someone a, a, comes with a box of, you know, crayons or colored pencils or something. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. can draw the cover of it. Um, that is so funny. I have a private VIP group for like clients that is like a yearly thing. And when we did this, that's what they did. I was like, okay, here's the supplies you need for the next six week course. We're going to create our death books. And everybody had to create the cover to slide inside their three ring binder. And it was like, the I was like, y'all are so smart. Like I would have never thought about that cover for that person. But I also think it helps in like the process of accepting and like showing what they look like we had one girl that just took a bunch of flowers that were in her garden and she dried them and like mod podge them all on there and another girl printed out a you know like that that book um all my friends are dead or whatever and she printed that out and slid it right in and i'm like that is so funny wow. and i love you so much that's so great and like yeah. the book of the recently deceased or whatever i was like y'all are great <laughs> i love i love my clients are the best <laughs> like they're so funny but yeah it's it's important to um 
Yeah, because I mean, because everyone's going to have their own way of of doing it, and I think that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it yeah, makes like it, it less less scary for anyone else picking it up because maybe someone. Right. I mean, because that is that a thing too? Like uh, whoever their loved one is or whatever is like, I don't want to see because if I if I see this, um, they're uh-huh. they're going to die. Real. Right. I have literally had people, even after their family has transitioned, they will not acknowledge it. And so I'm like, I will sit here with you while we go through it, but pretending it doesn't exist, doesn't make it go away. And that's when it comes. And and again, that's when you kind of like read your client and see who you're sitting with, because it's, it's going to be different for everybody. And when you lose anybody, it's hard. Like it just sucks. It just sucks. Um, literally everybody in my biological family has crossed over except for my children. I'm the only, only one left. And so like, we've gone through all this stuff. And I think I look at death differently because in my opinion, like death is an illusion. Our body dies, but our soul doesn't. But that's hard for people to like grasp that concept when they're in the middle of, of losing someone. It's very difficult. But um, yeah, we always have to kind of play it by ear and, and work on their timeline. But yeah, it, it does. It, it makes it so much easier when they can look at something and it's not all dark and grim and scary, but there's like cute pictures on there and like fun memories and stuff. It, it makes a difference. It really does. I think just opening the book is half the battle right there, at least half the battle. Just like, and I think with yeah, an inviting cover, just as any book for the most of us, uh, you know, judging judging the book by his cover, and uh, yep. you know, oh, this is just something that they did. I can see this in them. And then, much easier yeah. to open the book rather than uh, unless, Absolutely. yeah, or you know, if it's something funny, you know, like you said, like with the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Book of David, and yeah, um, it's like, oh, that's good. Okay, let's see. That's what good. Like sneaky people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's part of it. It's just part of it. But it's, it, it is, it's always, I've had people who are like, I won't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't talk about it, but it's still going to happen, but that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And that's just, it is, it's part of the, the whole process. So what happens with, and by again, I assume it's person to person, um, case by case with that, with someone who absolutely doesn't want to accept it. Um, and then it happens. And so, I mean, is it? Um, normally, if, if people have made any plan at all, they have like a person that is responsible, like their executor is what it's called legally. And normally I, al- I always encourage them, like, listen, I know your daughter is your whole world, but is she gonna be able to handle this when the time comes? If not, you need to find somebody else who will. That's why a lot of people use lawyers because they can't, they know their family can't. They can't process, they can't deal. And if somebody that can come in that's not really emotionally connected can come in and be like, oh, here you go. This is is what it is. And it forces that push. Um, But yeah, I always try to encourage people like my daughter doesn't have me down as any of that stuff. It's her dad because she knows I'll freak out if something happens to her. She's like, mom's going to check out. He can't do it. So dad's got to do it because mom can't. She'll freak out. That's it's fine nothing part of I mean, being that, real it's part of yeah. being real it's it's just we're gonna be real honest with ourselves like this is how it works and that's okay you have to be able to be honest with yourself because i i feel like um in a time of 
it's sort of, I mean, shock uh, or at least somewhat. And so I assume with that, then people are going to be acting on adrenaline too. And so right. there's adrenaline when with that. And I assume it's the same thing as with anything like that. When you're acting on adrenaline, you make dumb decisions. You, you, don't, have your, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have that, uh, that clear state of mind to be yeah. able to process anything. It's just our primitive brain just ah. right it's, it's just that reaction we don't we don't make logical choices when we react absolutely yeah. not and so i mean i think that's that's another reason to get <laughs> at it and be yeah able because to- all it takes is that one aunt or one uncle to step in that tries to step in and control stuff or you know there's always that one right. in any situation when this happens yeah. and so you will react and do stupid shit that you wouldn't normally do and it's going to bite you in the ass later so it's very good to like have that pause. Like, and that's one thing I, I tell my clients all the time, whether I'm there or not, is when somebody passes over, you don't have to immediately jump and run. Like, just sit there for a minute. You just just sit there. It, they're not, not going to change. So just allow yourself that like 15, 20 minutes of being like, okay, you don't have to immediately jump into action. And our, our human nature is to jump and to start doing all the things to keep, you know, our brains busy and our distracted and deflect and stuff but yeah it's one of those things just sit still for just a minute it's okay you ain't gotta rush it it's it's gonna take a while let's just let's just sit with it for a minute and then how does that work when uh you got someone that's deflecting it for or trying to i mean a, a case by case again or but i mean yeah is it just... we just roll with it as long as they're not hurting themselves or anybody else around them we just roll with it and it's like okay let's cool you want to start calling corners right now then okay i'll do it we got you we we've got you we'll handle it it's no problem just i recommend you just sit for just a second but you know people yeah. people don't think logically when they're in that situation it's just like any emergency situation our brains automatically think oh god somebody's dead in front of me it's an emergency thing like it's it's not and right. but we can't help it it just happens and so we tend to um again, just react super quickly and think that we have to do all the things at once. And it leads us to make mistakes very quickly. Like, you know, when you just react to things. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. And I mean, no, they're not going anywhere. Exactly. They're not be good. Don't worry about it. They have all the time in the world. Yeah, we really do. Like we got time. And it's really interesting to me that this, um, what did, I was just on an interview with New Jersey Paranormal and I forgot what the woman called it, but it's like a positive death movement pretty much. And she was like, people are starting to understand if you don't want to die in hospice, you don't have to. And I'm like, you don't, you can be at home or in the mountains or on a boat or wherever the hell you want to be. And when, when people realize that they can like out a little and especially people who, a lot of people that want to pass in their home and like have really sat with it it's so much easier for the family because they can like, we're not in this weird sterile environment where we feel like we don't want to be anyways. Um, like I, like for instance, when, when my dad passed, he was 82, 83 and we were in the hospital for like 20 something days. And he's like, I want to go home. I'm like, bro, same, but we can't. He's like, no, I want to go home. And I'm like, noted, got it. And immediately we went home, we got all his flowers on his porch. I literally ran to Lowe's, bought tons of flowers for his porch. My husband moved his, his, his like hospital bed that was in his bedroom into the living room so he could look outside, like handled it. And it was so much easier for everybody 
when he came home and he could pass where he wanted to. And it was just so much nicer than being in like a funky hospital where nobody wants to be like, you know, right. be there. I mean, some people do, but I don't. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, even, uh, even kind of now with, um, you know, with, with Zoom and, and, and this, um, like when I, so when I first started, I had an office mm -hmm. and, but then, uh, so I was living in Portland, Oregon, and then I, I moved to Minnesota and thought I'd be snowed in for six months out of the year, but found out that wasn't the case at all, <laughs> but I didn't get an office and I started everything on Zoom. But then also that means that my clients can be sitting at home. They can, they can be hanging out and in bed. They can yep. be in their nice chair. They can sit out on the, on the porch, lay in the grass, be in the woods. I don't care. Um, and, and that's so powerful. That's so powerful because it makes, I used to have an office too. And I got rid of my office because that's why I go to my clients or we do it zoom because I noticed when people, when I had an office space, they would walk in and like their shoulders would be like up. You deal with hypnotism, yep. you understand, but like their shoulders would be like touching their ears and you could see them like holding a breath. And I'm like, chill, like it's all good. So yeah. now when I meet clients for sit downs, I'm like, where do you want to meet? And they're like, don't you have an, I'm like, no, where's, what makes you comfortable? That's where we're going to go. Because I'm assuming it's the same with hypnotism. If yeah. they're comfortable, your session's going to go a lot smoother than if they're freaked out and like looking around hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, I mean, they know, they know where they're going to be most comfortable. And I mean, I've been to, you know, a lot of doctor's office, uh, um, therapists and stuff. And it's always, you know, you're in this weird room with uncomfortable stuff and, uh, doesn't have that same smell you're used to or whatever. Right. And or, all you want to do is go in your car and be like, <sighs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you just want to get leave. out. And, yeah. yeah let the shoulders yep. down and um yeah it's just so nice to be able to be uh, in your own terms and i'm assuming that would be with with death too just you don't want to yeah you don't want to be right you just don't and 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 i work with my mediumship clients more than i do strictly death doula stuff and it's the it's the same rules like where do you want to sit at what space is going to make you feel safe and going to make you feel comfortable and that's where we're going like that's where we're going yeah and i mean i assume yeah with them the with the medium um work i mean that would be yeah that would, same thing they just they're in the a space that i mean they don't just i mean how much better and you know again being in a new space is even going to give you adrenaline and make you not right. think clearly and that wall is going to go up yeah the walls are going to go up like oh do i really want to do this and you know what yeah just being able to have them have them at home and like okay this is right. you're in your spot this is this is the best situation for you to experience this absolutely um, let's do this let's work on this and uh yep. and so so if people um what, want to get a hold of you want to find your work uh when mm -hmm. they want to do this how are they going to find you how are they going to uh see your your work where are they going to download that uh free free workbook 
Um, it's just dominiqueagorman.com. All my socials are on there. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, email. We're all the same. Oh, okay. So you're uh, over 40 or near 40? Yes. What do you do on TikTok? Let me tell you, I hate TikTok personally for my own work. I like to like doom scroll or whatever they I just like scroll on, you know, it's what I do. I have a really good client of mine that is um, actually works as a Disney PR and she's like, girl, get on TikTok. And I'm like, girl, I am 40. No, I don't know. And she's like, I'm not playing with you. You have to get on. That's where everybody's at. And I'm like, don't care. That's not where I belong. And she was like, just do it for 30 days. And within 30 days, I had 200 new clients and I'm like, all right, cool. So we literally just talk about what it's like to be a medium, all the weird shit that happens because it's weird. It's it's weird. It's not a normal job. Um, sure. So we interview clients on there. We do lives on there. We do readings. We I, it started off like, okay, got 30 days. So every day we're going to answer one of your weird questions because people want to ask mediums and psychic questions, but they don't want to be weird and ask them. And I'm like, I'm pro at weird fire away and it turned into like this whole thing so that's pretty much what I do people send me weird questions about well can you talk to pets what if somebody doesn't speak English can you connect with them can you do this and I'm like yeah that's so it's fun like I really enjoy it I really enjoy it it's fun so I've had two people that were pet mediums um on nice. here and one one of them had a, a statement that was interesting and stuck with me. Um, so the, I think it was a dog, the dog had run away. And she said that the dog, like the work for at that place with that owner was done. And the dog had the choice to leave the dog. Wanted yeah. to leave. And they're just like, Oh yeah, of course dogs can think like that they can be like okay well i'm so i'm done sold Here, let's go sold somewhere. Sold. yeah absolutely like, absolutely oh, and it's so geez. funny you say that i say this all the time is we have to do our work we have to do work here and when we transition we have more work to do it doesn't just go away it's part of our evolution our soul's evolution we have work to do and like it's on all the shirts that we sell it's like do your work because you're going to have work to do and I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter if you're a dog, a bird, a per I don't care. Like we're all souls just cruising around whatever shell and car we got this time around, but we right. all have work to do. And that's just part of it. Um, it's, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. But yeah, animals, when they come through, it's very interesting. And I think it's, they communicate so well because they, they, they didn't struggle to communicate because we can... I'm an animal person. Like my dog is literally right there, like next to me. Um, and they can communicate, but when we can interpret their words and what. Yeah. Uh-oh. I hope I didn't lose her. But uh, I can say words to, to, to take the time. I don't know if it's, oh, shoot. So uh, you guys, I'll get this going for a minute now. Thank you for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. Uh, again, yeah, check out other shows on here, such as When the Gloves Come Off, Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Stonery's Productions, 
Hardcore Entertainment. Hypnosis is great. And sockemup.org. And I guess she's gone. So, Dominique, thank you so much. I'm happy we got to talk and happy we got to meet you and talk about something that is quote unquote taboo. And so, you guys, thank you so much. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?